0: How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Shooting the Breeze, episode six, brought to you by Bush. Just kidding, I wish. My name is Shane, and I am your host. Today, we're joined by Connor, Quinn, Mr. Jakers, and Lucas. So we've got just a couple topics the guys are going to voice their opinions on. This episode isn't so much of a a debate, but more of a sophisticated conversation between some fine gentlemen. So, without further ado, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. First topic of discussion is greatest comeback by an athlete.
1: We, go, we have Quinn go first here. Shane, you're not alone, buddy.
2: So, What was
0: that? He you said you're not alone. Oh, oh, oh. I, I heard someone crackling. I was like, who's that?
2: <laughs> so, I'm, I'm taking Tom Brady after his 2008 ACL injury. Um, the man... Didn't slow down at all. And post this injury, he he's, has another Hall of Fame career. Man has is a two-time MVP, three-time Super Bowl champ with five appearances. Uh, he had a QB rating of over 100, five times in 11 seasons. Uh, nine of his 11 seasons, he didn't lose more than four games. Uh, never lost the division. Went to eight consecutive AFC championships. Five Super Bowls in eight years, winning three of them. Nearly fifty thousand yards. Uh, nearly three hundred and fifty touchdowns with only ninety three picks. I mean, it's the man bounced back as if he was never injured, and just can, just kept up this style of play. That I mean, first year, the
1: first year back was a little bit not Brady like, but
2: yeah, it was a, good it was, a the,
1: good, it was definitely a good season, but it wasn't.
2: Yeah, one of his it wasn't. Ones. It wasn't. A, yeah. still threw for over 4,000 yards that season. If you look at, like, that chunk of his career at post-injury, then, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just amazing that, you know, prior to this injury, he's got three Super Bowl titles, four appearances, you know, chunk of change in yards, uh, an MVP, and that's a Hall of Fame career. And then he, he gets this injury, throws 11 passes in 2008, you know, takes a shot to the knee, blows out his ACL and MCL. The man just came back next season like it was nothing, pretty much. Like like it was nothing. Yeah. yeah I just I, – I, just, I was just – I'm just too impressed by that. Like, it's not remember, like he came back. I
1: remember when, I remember when that happened. I thought – I was wondering if he was going to come back and be the same guy.
2: Yeah, it's like – it's not like he came back and was good for two years and then retired. Yeah. Uh, he came back and he's, he's played 11 seasons and now – He's looking as good as ever at, Ooh, you know, was, nearly was 43 years old. Was that
3: a dig of Peyton Manning there? The... Come back, play two <laughs> seasons, <that>? and retired?
2: <laughs> no, no, no. Peyton Manning. I like Peyton Manning. I don't like Peyton Manning, but I like Peyton Manning. I think he's a good quarterback, good NFL player. You know, Tom Brady. I kind hey, of forget once it. in
0: a while that
2: he, he had
1: a good. Hurt. He had a good four years after he got hurt, or yeah. three at
2: least. Yeah.
1: 55 touchdowns in a year after he got hurt. Oh, Oh, that's what
2: HGH will do for you.
1: In a Super Bowl post-injury.
2: That's what HGH does for you.
1: (laughs) Quinn,
3: I think you probably have the best example in terms of just the best player of all time having a comeback. You you don't really see many goats that have an injury like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which, Which makes it impressive, I think.
0: When I kind of forget that he even got injured, like I have to keep getting reminded. Yeah,
2: it's like while. it's like 2008, like doesn't even exist in Tom Brady's career. Like, like he still played. You know, it's like he never even got injured. It's like Tom Brady has been Tom Brady since 2000. But you know, this man threw 11 passes in 2008, and that's it. He was done for the season. And, you know, and one of the most devastating injuries in sport in sports, the ACL tear. And to bounce back, you know, after a season of recovery, that's just astounding. Especially in such a physical league. Uh, I th- I think he's been helped, obviously, by the Patriots' offensive plans and schemes and their <coughs> offensive line. But for 11 seasons after an ACL tear and act like it's nothing, it's it comes down to just nitty gritty. Tom Brady just really, really bounce back, like you know, like really we've never really seen before.
0: So next. that's mine. Good pick. Go Good pick.
3: Yeah. All right, I got I got next to um this one was tough for me. But uh being a basketball guy, I had to take Paul George. Um I don't know if any of you guys saw his injury live, but <laughs> yeah, I, I saw it. But live. I was watching that live and I was like there's no way he even walks correctly again after yeah. getting his leg snapped in half like that.
4: Yeah, that was one of the scariest things I've witnessed before.
1: Yeah, the Gordon uh, Hayward one was up there too. I saw that live. Yeah, that was, yeah, that, that, was, was so that was too horrible.
4: Too. And
3: and I kind of picked Paul George because, I mean, if you look at Gordon Hayward, he hasn't gone back to being the same player.
2: Yeah, and no.
3: and honestly, it took Paul George about a year to get back to the MVP level that he's playing at. And his first season back, he had some of the best stats of his career. And it kind of gave him a chance to become more of a jump shooter, more of a refined player. Obviously, no injury is good, but I feel like just in general, I haven't seen – I mean, the only other – in terms of football, I can only think of Joe Theismann um, and then Gordon Hayward for basketball. I can't think of anyone else who has snapped a bone in half and had it sticking out of their leg and then came back to be a really productive player who's, yeah. who's arguably top ten in the league – you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, honorable mention, I thought was D. Rose, but I mean, I had to give it to Paul George here because Paul George just kept that same consistency. Um, he had, I'm pretty sure he had about 27 points, eight rebounds, five assists, two steals, uh, 46% from the field, and almost 50% from three, while shooting 85% from the free throw line the season after his injury. So, I mean, that's like. Those are MVP numbers in terms of someone who just got their whole life destroyed. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, if he was on a different team than the Pacers and LeBron wasn't in the East, I'd say, wow, okay, he would have a chance at a title. But um, I don't know. I just I just thought that was really impressive,
1: so that's what I went with. Yeah, that's another
4: good one. You want to goal Connor?
1: Yeah, I'm, I was unable to choose one, so I, I have two that came to mind. First, 1st I'm going with Adrian Peterson's 2012 season with the Vikings. Oh, yeah. He, he tore his ACL in December 2011, only to come back nine months later in 2012 and lead the league in rushing. And he won Associated Press Offensive Player of the Year and won MVP that year. So for him, him as a running back in the NFL to tear his ACL and then come come back to start the season nine months later, and to have 2,097 yards, which is the second most ever in NFL history, averaged six yards a carry. He had 388 touches, scored 12 touchdowns, and route to route to win an MVP. And for him to win an MVP not only as a running back, but the year after tearing his ACL, yeah. that's pretty ridiculous. And the the Vikings had a good year that year, too. They went 10-6. and six. You could, He was definitely a catalyst for that. Yeah. That there were, then there's definitely more than more than a few that came to mind, but that's that one was just nuts because I remember when that happened too, and when he came back, it was just crazy. Was getting over two thousand yards at, the year after that ACL injury, it was just nuts. And even after that, and he's that, you still kind of considered one of the greatest of all time. Twice. Yeah, he's led the league in rushing twice, twice. after that. Twice after his ACL injury, and he had he's had four thousand yard seasons since the ACL injury, and he had almost a thousand yards last year with the Redskins at thirty four. So, yeah, he's still gonna, he's still still definitely a good back. And it's that, not only did he have that one good season after his injury, but he's he's had multiple good seasons, and he's still kicking.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, almost had a thousand yards behind that terrible Washington Redskins offensive line.
1: Yeah, everybody.
3: So, yeah,
1: she sucks, man. The other the other one that came to mind was for me was Tiger Woods, but I think that's Jake, so I'll let him I'll let him go. <laughs>
4: yeah, that that's my choice. Uh to uh, Tiger Woods uh Masters performance last year. To win that after eleven years from his previous major, I think is probably top three greatest comebacks ever. I mean, after that 2008, he was just riddled with injuries. He had a surgery done on his back, on his spine, a disc fusion. Yeah, I think a... he had
1: four surgeries yeah. between those, his major victory in 20 or 2008 in the Masters last year in 2019. Yeah. So that's
4: the first time a golfer has had a surgery like that. So nobody really knew what was going to happen as a result of it, but.
1: Yeah a lot of people for him
4: to he was going to play again.
1: Yeah for him to go from like the undisputed best golfer in the world to having those surgeries, he was definitely at the low point of his career too. Yeah,
4: everybody thought he was done. Good. He started playing good in 2018, he won a couple tournaments. And then in 2019 at the Masters, just uh that final putt and watching his reaction and his celebration. Yeah, that was just it was like jaw dropping that he was able to complete that.
1: Yeah, he was my—he was the other one I had with uh, Peterson's 2012 season was for him to come back and win the major 11 years after his last one yeah. and after all the injuries. Yeah, Mike, he's, not, he's at 15 majors now. So, and he's—he looked good in that match with Phil Mickelson and Brady and Manning there. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, so it'll be exciting to see if he can uh, win a couple more when golf resumes.
4: Yeah, Michael Jordan said that was the greatest comeback in sports history he's ever seen, so yeah, you get that kind of recognition from other athletes and stuff like that, arguably the goal of basketball. I mean, that, that was yeah. just a major accomplishment for
1: him. Not even just physically, but, like, mentally, mentally for him
4: to yeah. come back. Yeah, because before that, like, 2000, I can't remember exactly what year, but he couldn't finish a round of golf. Yeah, he pulled out a few out. times on a few events. But
1: yeah,
4: I think his back is finally stable. I mean, it's not going to be as good as it was back 20 years ago, but he's able to play now and still compete on a high level. I think that's probably one of the greatest comebacks ever.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's yeah, good one.
0: So uh, just because I want to interject some hockey in here because we don't talk about it too much, <clears throat> Connor, do you remember Connor McDavid's injury last year?
1: Yeah, I heard. I heard about it. I don't. I don't watch hockey at ton except for the playoffs, but I knew that was a
0: yeah. Last I year, last, year. Uh, last game of the season, he got tripped on the way going to the net, and his left knee just hit right into the post. And he, uh, I'm yeah. reading it now. He had a completely torn PCL, tears to both his medial and lateral guy a completely torn muscle, some big p-word I can't read, and he had a tibial fracture, and he still came back this year. I think he's third in the league in points, and he was—he's was just 22 years old when that happened, so that's something to look out for. Yeah, oh yeah, isn't he the uh, the fastest player in the league? He won the fastest
2: Gator three of three the last four years. Yeah. One thing I wanted to mention that I didn't even think about uh, the potential for uh, Brian Chazier, Oh,
3: true. Yeah. I mean, if that yeah, man can, can even get back make his way
2: back too. to the NFL, that would – I don't even care if he performs. Like, this man can play zero games, but if he can sue up and be NFL ready, that would be insane after being literally paralyzed. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. That would just – it would just be, like, miraculous. Like that would That would trump all other comebacks.
3: Uh, yeah, not not just
2: like a, a tear or you know a surgery. This is like full paralyzation. We'll
0: see. All right, we'll head to the next topic, which is biggest draft bust in sports history.
2: Go ahead, Lucas.
3: You want me to take it? All right. Um, I had a I had a hard time doing this because I didn't want to be I didn't just want to take the one of the most obvious ones and say Greg Oden. Um, because I mean, comparing him and Kevin Durant, I mean, it's not even close. Um, so instead I took somebody that played a few years in the league and then, and then got hurt and then never, Brandon Roy. yeah, Brandon Roy and never recovered. Oh, no. Yeah. And I think he was like, I don't know how much you guys watch Tracy McGrady, but I watched Tracy McGrady a lot and Brandon Roy was kind of like a mix of Tracy McGrady and Kobe Bryant but he was shorter and stronger. And, like, even as a rookie, he was putting up crazy numbers. Like, I mean, he had, like, 17 points a game, then he moved up next year, 20 points a game next year, 23. And he kept that same type of thing, and he got injured, and he only lasted two more years in the league. And I feel like someone with that much potential being in – I mean, even somewhere like Portland, if he, had, if he had stayed on Portland consistently in his career, no injuries, we, wouldn't, we probably wouldn't even be talking about Damian Lillard right now, ending Paul George's and Russell Westbrook's career. You know what I mean? Like, I just think he's that big of a player. Um, but, I mean, besides the point, obviously I would say Greg Oden because, I mean, if you compare Greg Oden right now to where Kevin Durant is, it's, you, can't, you can't even compare the two but I went with Brandon Roy on this just to make it a little bit
1: more interesting yeah it's like the same thing like Gilbert Arenas was nasty too and then yeah. once he got hurt he never was the same like definitely That's true. he's definitely not a boss because he had like seven good years but if you're like looking at like the injuries yeah and it's like ending it for somebody look at him too I agree with that we yeah, got Jake
4: I'm taking uh, Trent Richardson. I mean, his high school and college stats were literally off the charts. Uh, He finished third in the Heisman in 2011 for Bama, behind Robert Griffin and Andrew Luck. So he was the best running back in college football. And everybody thought he's going to take over the NFL, a big power back. And he really never – his career never really started. Right he had a decent
1: decent rookie year but after that. After, I yeah.
4: His his rookie year was decent, but just not what anybody expected from him. I mean if you look no. at his college and high school uh career, he, the kid was uh, phenomenal. He was just tearing up defenses, running for a hell of a lot of touchdowns. Nobody could stop him inside the five. Uh, but it just didn't translate to the NFL, which is unfortunate for him because he had a bright future, but
1: Yeah, and for him to get drafted third over third overall that like is very rare for running backs um, yeah. now. So obviously there was the potential there, but yeah. Never never panned out.
4: Yeah. My second choice probably would have been Markel Fultz. I mean he still has time, but
3: Oh, that's a good one.
4: Yeah, I mean, nice I, just, I just thought about him. I don't know any of the stats, but really. like wasn't he first overall pick? The,
3: yeah, the Celtics traded him out because they knew. Yeah, I don't know, the Celtics man Danny Ainge is insane, but he he yeah. definitely finessed the seventy sixers.
1: Right yeah. right, right mean, out of
4: them. In college, he was on fire,
1: but he, yeah, people, his people are season, say Lonzo but, is gonna be like the biggest bust too after his first year. But I mean, he's starting to shoot better. Yeah, I yeah. think his number like he's he's averaging. Like six assists, six rebounds in his career already. Yeah, Yeah. So Lonzo, Lonzo, he's starting to shoot better. So I mean, he's gonna. I think he's still gonna be good.
4: He's, I don't think he'll be as good as what everybody thought, but he's gonna be a solid player for the next yeah. 10, ten years probably. I
3: yeah, I would almost compare him to Rajon Rondo in terms of just not being able to shoot, but can yeah. do other things. I mean, I'm still taking Rondo every day over Lonzo Ball, but like I would take a sixty year old Rondo over. Lonzo Ball right now, but I would say their playstyles are pretty similar.
2: You go quarter. gotta take man. Everybody knows the name, but everybody knows he's garbage. <laughs> Ryan Leaf. This man was drawing comparisons to Peyton Manning. Who, every football fan, he's the top five quarterback of all time at the worst. Uh, and, and to have such a high praise comparison, uh, I think that's really what pushes him over the edge as the biggest bust. He was the uh, second
1: pick, right?
2: Yeah, he went number two to the Chargers. But the Colts considered – the Colts were like 50-50 on who they wanted to take because they figured they were both the same. They both looked the same from college. And both I read an article that Leaf
1: like, Leaf like begged the Colts to take Manning because he didn't want to play for the Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Joe Burrow.
2: So I was looking at his career stats and it's just – they're abysmal. Played four seasons. <laughs> he went 4-17 and as a starter. Uh, in 98 in 2001, he threw for two touchdowns and one touchdown respectively. Uh, and in 1998, when he threw two touchdowns, he started uh, 10 games. And in that season, he threw 15 interceptions. So it was just pathetic. Never threw for over 2,000 yards in a season. Didn't even throw for 4,000 in his career. As a 14 touchdowns in his career over four seasons. That's just not good compared to 36 interceptions. Uh, only one time. Did he only one season he completed? Uh, three, yeah, let yeah. Check that. He, yeah, one season he completed f- over fifty percent of his passes, and he completed fifty-one point one, and that was his season in Dallas when he started three games. So
1: yeah, he's
3: definitely one
2: of
3: the yeah. Yeah, don't forget. Was, the, don't forget the Chargers signed him to a four-year, thirty-two million dollar contract. Yeah,
0: <laughs> the guy. <laughs> That guy
2: got fired, whoever fucking offered him that. His, his rookie season, he had six point one percent interception rate. I mean six point one percent of his passes were intercepted. It's it's, just, it's not a number you want to see. Oh, I agree. Uh, you know, I actually you know how worthless it is, but I have Ryan Lee's rookie card it's <laughs> probably I found it just because he's so bad yeah I, I remember finding it I don't remember where but I I remember finding it being like who is this guy and looked him up and yeah I was like man why do I have this card so this is you know before he started a game this is this is what uh, let's see who made this card but wow. uh, whoever made this oh we lost Quinn
1: all right I'll go well
0: I took can you invite <laughs> him back
1: yeah, I will. I took Jamarcus Russell Ooh. as my biggest boss. That's a pretty good one, too. Because he was – yeah, LSU, like, the, t- the tough SEC, had a 21-4 and record there. She, his final year at LSU, he, won, he was first-team All-SEC, won the Sugar Bowl MVP, the Manning Award, which is the best quarterback, and it takes into consideration, like, bowl games, performances, and all that. He was taken number one. Overall, in two thousand seven, he was supposed to be the savior for the Raiders, who hadn't won more than five games since he was taken in two thousand seven. They hadn't won more than five games since two thousand three. What was his play style like? He was, he was he was a pocket passer. Like he's just he he was huge. He's like six six two sixty. Oh okay. He was supposed to be the the savior for the Raiders, and he came in and only played three years, won seven games before being released, so I think he hope, hoped that a number one overall pick to play more than three seasons and win seven games for you at quarterback, but his inability to perform on the field and then couple that with his the trouble he was getting into off the field, he got released after three seasons, so, I mean, he was a complete bust all around. That's why I had to go with Yeah, that. that's,
4: that's a solid pick. I
1: agree with that. Another guy I was
4: thinking of, would you guys consider uh, Tim Tebow a boss?
0: Ooh. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. I thought of Tebow just
1: because of how hyped he was coming out of college. Yeah. But also, he wasn't
0: – I'm a uh, believer he wasn't too. given the first. That's why I didn't think He wasn't really picked super 24th. high, was he? Was he first round or low? Yeah. Who's that? Uh, Tim Tebow.
4: We are just uh, saying if, if you think he's a boss or not.
2: Um, I don't know, man. You go to the AFC Championship.
1: Yeah, he won. No, I think – no, he just won the wild oh, card right. against the Steelers. Yeah, year that a game a passing over. Uh,
2: uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, but when he was – when he got released by the Eagles, like, he, I don't think he was given a fair chance because he was definitely better than some yeah. of the quarterbacks they had on that no, roster. I wouldn't agree with that. I think they had, they kept. I think they kept Matt Barkley that year, who I. Th- this was after he had done that in Denver, so I mean, he definitely I yeah. think should have had a chance on that roster. I gotta. But yeah, if you're looking in terms of production, like yeah, he was definitely a bust with all the hype he had yeah, come out he of won college. The with success, and but... Two
4: national
2: championships at yeah. Florida. Yeah.
0: And he almost win?
1: Quinn, July I, think I think? To Marcus Russell since okay. we're here.
2: Yeah, I was, I was thinking Jamarcus Russell too.
0: He's a big name. They
4: need to do a documentary on that Florida Gators team.
0: Like, there's, I watched on YouTube. There actually was like a little
2: was it? I got watched Yeah, they had a lot of big names on that team. Yeah, the Pouncy Twins, Percy
4: Harvin, Aaron Hernandez, T. Cam Newen? They did for Cam, Cam, Cam
1: Newton New- New- New-
0: New- too.
1: Shit ton of good players.
0: So did everyone give their pick?
3: I got one more thing to add. Yeah. Here. One more thing. I don't know how true this is because I just looked it up, but it said Ryan Leaf's net worth.
2: Right <laughs> yeah, dude, Fox I saw developers. that. How <laughs> oh, that God. is. He is a.
0: I, talk I, I hope that's not true. but...
1: Goes
2: to sports yeah. talk show
0: or a podcast. Yeah. Did he spend? He spent his stimulus check. <laughs> <time already? laughs> worry <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's how you know he's a bust. So I have just a – I have a quick question for any one of you guys before we go to the next topic. Uh, it's if if you could pick one player in the NFL draft that, that just happened to be a bust, who would it be? Oh,
1: Wait, what was the question?
0: From the past NFL draft that just happened, if you could pick one player to be a bust, who would it be? Joe Burrow. Henry Ruggs. I don't
1: know. I wouldn't pick a receiver just because, like, they usually have longer careers and there's more chance for him. There's that rumor uh, going around about his
2: injury. He's got a lingering injury right now. It's just if he really doesn't get that fixed and checked on better by the start of the next season, it'd really be damaging.
4: I'm probably going with Tua on that Dolphins team.
3: Ooh. That's a good. I
4: might even say him over Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow will be fine. He's got AJ Green. He's got some weapons. Yeah, Tyler.
2: Yeah.
3: So did Baker Mayfield,
2: though. He's not yeah, a bust. Oh, yeah. But... Baker
3: Mayf- Mayfield is pretty. good. Yeah, he's so. he's getting
2: there. He's got one nice chance to prove himself. Yeah. I think Cleveland's going to move on.
4: I don't know if Tua can stay healthy. I think he'll produce, but I don't know. <laughs>
3: I, I hope the Dolphins get somebody that can do something. They've been so bad. I don't know how them. that
4: hip injury is going to bother him the rest of this year.
2: I I think in the next couple of years, the Dolphins are going to be pretty good. They had a ton of draft picks this year. A lot of young and upcoming players. Future draft picks.
3: Yeah. It would be, it'd be great for the Patriots just dominated for another 20 years. Well,
2: obviously, of course that'd be great.
3: Bel- Belichick dies the second
2: after he wins the Super Bowl with a smile on his face. Yeah, like he'd smile. You, The, the rare goal. time, like the, the last time I ever saw that man smile <laughs> was when they were playing the Jets and they were doing that loophole with the penalties, chewing off the clock. You sitting there smiling at Adam Gase. Like Adam Gase was so confused and he's like, man, look at that guy. He's not as smart as me.
3: He's no clue.
2: Cool. Imagine finding that loophole. Like Bill Belichick's like loopholes in the NFL rule book. <laughs> and just scrolls through them every year, tries to find ways to, to just mess with the NFL. He dreams about that.
1: <laughs> if, if you're looking at like, in terms of like expectations, I, with Burrow having the year he had last year, at LSU. I mean, there's like if he he, he could be considered a boss if he just doesn't. Yeah, like if he's, yeah, if he's not, average. Like he could be an average yeah. quarterback and someone will consider him bust with all the
0: expectations he has. <laughs> all right, we'll go on to the next one now. Are athletes paid too much?
2: Um,
1: Why just, uh, we'll just I say our uh, what we think, yes or no, and then talk about it. I'm going to say no for this one.
4: No, okay. I'm going to have to say no. I'm a yes. Let's hear it. Okay.
1: Oh God! Yeah, let's hear it. All
2: right, you can go first on Quinn. I mean, yeah, we're looking at these 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 NFL, MLB, NBA players getting these millions and millions of dollar contracts. Uh, that that you true, pay for by the true. way. True. But I think yeah. <laughs> I think the the teams could use that money better. Like instead of making you know. That Prescott want thirty five mil a year, make the average like twenty mil a year, and that's fifteen million more that you can use towards your stadium. You can use philanthropically. Uh, you know, just, yeah, it's just, maybe it's not there. a word, maybe it is. But you know, be like, <laughs> you know what like, you mean They're that. making millions and out. Well, that's not gonna
1: happen now. Yeah. If the market's set where exactly. it's only gonna keep you higher. That's and higher. What's
2: unfortunate. I think. You know, I mean, we're looking at like these baseball contracts, like like your three hundred fifty, three hundred forty million dollar contracts for ten years. Uh, you know, year by year, that's not that much, but total lump sum, that's that's a hefty amount of money. And if you just took you know, twenty million off that, that could do a lot of good in the world. And I think for, with the amount of, yeah, money, I, I just don't. You can, I think they could use the excessive profits they get. Uh, better causes than just boosting salaries i mean
1: i, I disagree because i think i think to get paid exactly like most of them get paid exactly what they deserve being that the industry that's a multi-billion dollar industry per year yeah, is directly true. because of them like they're the ones that make the tickets the ticket sales the television radio deals advertising merchandise like, it's one of the most profitable businesses in the world. That's yeah. all because of the players. So, I just, mean, yeah. yeah, like, I see the argument, like, oh, a doctor that saves lives should make more than that, an athlete. I don't... But, like, yeah, it's not the athlete's fault that we as people make it a multi-billion dollar uh, industry. So, yeah, I don't – I would. I mean, yeah, just, just look at when LeBron went to
3: Cleveland, for example. I mean, just the bump in income to that team and city in general. I mean, the one player made the team. And to say that they don't deserve as much money as they get for as much profit that they make from people, and it's not like they're stealing from people. People are paying to to go see them. I I totally agree with
2: that.
3: Yeah, put yourself in their position. If you were responsible for making or breaking a franchise and they only gave you a minimal (laughs) amount of how much that truly was, you'd feel like you were getting... Just Yeah, that's true. over, I mean, yeah, I just have a hard time saying they don't deserve it.
1: I mean, and no. Yeah, like in 2018 to 19, for example, the NBA brought in $434 million of revenue. And like, that's all that's just because of like the star players, like in that they bring in the people for the games, like Lucas was saying. So I don't see how you could say that they're under, like, they're overpaid when they're the exact reason why make so much money and bring in so much revenue. Yeah, it's revenue. not like
3: the ownership inspires the kids of the world
1: to become basketball players. Yeah, and like they're, they're they're like the complete best at what they do. Like you can't, like you can say they're overpaid, but how much? Like you can't like they're world class athletes. Like that's like dedicate yeah. like their time and effort to their body and their their like craft and all year round. It's a little
3: amount of them too. It's not like they're. Like you can't just pick them out of a yard and say, "Okay, you do this." It's not like a construction worker or a, yeah. um, somebody works at Subway. You know, it's like, there's only four. There's only yeah. four. It requires that players.
1: dedication from like the time you're like, like ten years old at like the youngest. Usually, like you get some freak athletes that like don't start playing a sport yeah. until they're like 18, and then they end up in the prof- in the professionals. But usually, they played a different sport. Like
4: in yeah, it's not the like they all of it. A lot of them are doing a lot of great charity. Oh, definitely, definitely. Like LeBron opening up that school. I just saw David Price is giving all the minor league players in the Dodgers Association $1,000 out of his paycheck, you know. I mean, they, they do make a shit ton of money, but they also give back a lot of it. Yeah. To good causes that need awareness, and they're providing that awareness through their fame and fortune.
1: And then, like, their careers could end, like, instantly. Like, the average NFL career yeah. is only, like, three years. So, they're putting in all this time, doing nothing else but playing oh, wow. football and trying to get better until they're yeah. 19, 20 years old. A lot of them go straight to the NFL after, like, their sophomore junior yeah, year don't have a degree. Or, yeah. And then they play for three years, and then they're That's done, true. and then what? Honestly, the
3: – yeah, the comparison in terms of how ownership treats NFL players to compare to how ownership treats NBA players is – night and day they they just recycle out NFL players but I mean NBA players you see in general just more organization yeah. even though they're not as popular as a
1: league I don't know.
3: it's a different circumstance
1: well, oh yeah them. and less like less people get drafted each year in the NBA too so it's harder like that's why people have longer careers too
3: in general yeah and it's not, you don't get smashed in the NBA all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But...
0: yeah. Some fair points. Actually, fair points. I mean, that's the last thing we have on the docket. I also wrote down, if we want to talk about it, uh, college athletes getting paid. Oh, sure. Sure. We got, I mean, we're only running at 37
2: minutes around there, right, yeah. Connor. Uh, so we got time. Yeah, okay. I think yeah, I think uh, college athletes should be paid. I don't think it should be like like hundreds of thousands of dollars, but like like throw them some money here and there. I mean, like you look at these players that are making college basketball big. Yeah, Zion, Zion. like Zion and that Duke. That was team. the most insane college basketball. Zion season. and that Duke team, like it just it, it it compelled me to watch college basketball.
4: Yeah,
2: and it was. Like he deserves to make something off of that. Like they're profiting off of his name, but he can't profit off of his name. So, I mean, I, I yeah.
1: Like the NCAA makes like a billion dollars a year off sports, but none of the players that are yeah. like the number like, one reason like, for that get paid at all.
2: A- Fifty to one hundred thousand dollars for a season. Like just it's in terms of sports paychecks. That's that's very small. I mean in terms of a normal paycheck, that's that's hefty and like that's good money.
1: Yeah, and like portion yeah. of like the ticket sales or like T V yeah, deals. Just, yeah. Some the jersey sales, like they can not, relax. Like, it's literally or, their
2: jersey. You know, billion dollars of profit. You know? You can put that somewhere else besides to yourself.
3: I th- I think you guys are being a little bit lax with that, to be honest. I feel like I mean if one of us were to go to Duke and get a four-year degree. Yeah, I mean, that's a crap ton of money. Almost $100,000. And I I think, I do agree that they should be paid, but I think you need to be paid based on what you do, and I think there needs to be some type of, I don't know, base salary maybe, like a few grand for the bench players, and then the more you're directly um, influencing the income of the school, the more money you get and I don't think there should be a cap on that because if if Nike is using you yeah, know, did, yeah. to make millions of dollars, like like you should get as much money as you can yeah. from that. Not to mention, it would make kids stay in college longer. Yeah, definitely. Because
2: yeah. um, it's definitely it would, easier to dominate in college. Yeah. So like, you can be that big-name player throughout, throughout college.
3: Yeah, but then if you start throwing in all of these great players, it's going to be hard. Yeah, harder. Mark
2: Madden going to be absolutely better. crazy. And people would come in. Yeah. That's
1: why some of the players are going straight to
3: the and G people league, would right,
2: to come the into the NBA better. with better experience.
1: Why well, go to college exactly. and chance getting hurt when you could go play for money?
2: Like yeah, and then... LaMelo however, Ball,
1: I think, yeah. I think, went over to, what,
4: Australia or something? We... Overseas. Yeah, yeah, and he, was, he making was making money. A bunch a lot, of money, and something. it's going to be one of the top picks in the draft this year.
3: It should be, yeah.
2: So so I'm looking one, at the baby. rough cost to go to Duke for 4 years and it's about $250,000.
3: Jesus Christ. So they're they're already making if they want to <laughs> they're already making $250,000. Yeah. Just to
2: attend the college. I mean Oh uh, yeah, a lot of the athletes are getting I mean a lot, rides a lot of the players, or at least players partial get full rides. rides, but yeah.
1: But then, but then it doesn't cost them $250,000 to teach them for
2: four years. Yeah, really. It's only costing them like 60000 because, you know, they come in for a year and leave, year or two and leave. So yeah, it's right. not even a full two fifty. But I think college players should definitely get some percentage, like, especially like what Connor said with jersey sales. Like it's literally your name, number, and school on a jersey that you have to watch people buy and wear. And never see a penny, so you give them just a small percentage of those sales, and it's, it could really help with players who are trying to get through. You know, you see all these great stories of you know these kids grow up poor and work their asses off to get full rides, so they can actually attend college and do something. Yeah, that'd with their be lives. like a you know a rapper,
4: they, like a rapper producing an album and watching people play it and buy it and not see what. I'm yeah, and it. not be
2: able to make any money off of it. What would be the point? But. Yeah, and it's uh, – you know, they're, they're obviously, if they grew up poor and they got that full ride, they're still going to have struggles. So if they can just get a small paycheck, you know, enough to keep them afloat until they make it to the league that they're aiming for, I think it would be really beneficial. It would promote, you know, all these players who want to just, you know, go right to the G League, like you said, and just stay in college as short as possible.
1: Yeah, and then they get in. They get in. They get in deep water when they get allegations against them for like yeah, that's to for a to a certain college. Like, okay, it's so
2: dumb.
1: <laughs> that's exactly like that's a perfect point as to why they get paid. Like obviously, if a college is willing to like break rules, you just to allow pay, it. Like Zion to come to do. Obviously, they're obviously yeah, they're planning on making your, tons uh, of profit. From if he goes, there. they caught. So like,
4: I can't remember. Yeah, man. Oh yeah, yeah. He's not Wiseman, even playing now because for... that. like that wasn't his fault. James and the Wiseman. college broke the rule, and now he's suffering from it.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, he accepted it against rules, but still, like, okay, like they're gonna profit so much off of him being there. Like, who was who, exactly. who was Memphis before this last year when they had like one of the best recruiting classes? I mean, they had D Rose. like ten class. years ago, though. Yeah, like ten, like yeah, twelve, thirteen years ago.
3: I think the NCAA and colleges in general are vastly corrupt, and I feel like even if they do get paid, it's not going to be I, – I don't think college should be a job either. I don't think they should be paid like it's their job. Even though they make a lot of money for the school, it kind of takes away the point of, of being a college student in a way. I don't know. But e- either way, whether, whether you're a student it's or It's ridiculous that they don't get paid.
4: Off, so. Yeah, another thing I was thinking of is, like, yeah, college it's ridiculous softball. That they don't get paid. Like, There's no professional softball leagues for women. Like, they're going there for four years to play college softball, yeah. and they're not making money off that. When a lot of people watch it and buy their merchandise and stuff like that, like, they, they're not guaranteeing these big contracts after college. Like, they're there to get the degree and play softball on the side. So I think if they got paid, yeah,
1: yeah, like Haley Haley Cruz from Oregon, she's the reason oh, why wow. I watch the football games. Really, she's, early a, early she's early. a hell of a player. Yeah, she had to take picture.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm looking at, might have to look her up. She's the reason why, I even, watch, look why I even
1: watch them. So I'm giving them viewers. I'm giving them viewers, and she's not getting yeah. paid for that. She's the complete reason why I'm watching. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I want to see her doing some tic tacs on the side
3: Maybe line. survey the fans and see who they like the best and why they watch you know so
2: I'm, I'm looking up uh like uh how much money has been made off of Zion Williamson's name since college and with the pelicans so before he was even drafted while he was still in college when the Pelicans won the lottery, uh their season ticket sales reached historic levels uh and they have, they averaged over 16,000 attendees per game. And they had already sold over 10,000 before he was even drafted. Uh, Duke's jersey sales doubled when he, was, when he chose Duke. Uh, he is the highest selling yeah. jersey for a rookie of all time. He outsold the entire previous draft class before even drafted.
3: Jeez, uh,
2: his high school jersey is a bestseller, and he's not—he didn't get anything out of this.
3: Wasn't Drake wearing his high school jersey? Probably. Yeah, it's just like
1: LeBron.
2: Tickets for road games for Duke went up two hundred percent, it's just—it's a shame that he didn't—he sees none of it. Oh,
3: yeah. That that Duke Syracuse game that everyone was talking about going to. When they found out he wasn't playing, like, the level of disappointment from both sides of
1: fans.
3: (laughs) I mean, that's one of the big examples. Yeah. Just the impact he has.
1: Yeah, like, the steepest ticket for, like, the year before he went there was doubled during the year that he was there for a single game.
3: Yeah, the hype really makes the cash. I'm honestly, I'm curious if Zion will be ridiculous.
1: So they ball.
2: don't get oh, Hey man, I said that before he was even Dude. drafted. And I was, I was called the jolt. Man only played, <laughs> man only played what thirty games he's not a season. Be.
3: He did, he did decent though.
2: Yeah, he'll he'll be good. <laughs> yeah, I think he, I think they're he might be considered a bust yeah, though. That's not, to be that's honest, call that for. I mean, if...
1: they're definitely going to be a playoff team when In he's the there West? for a full season. Yeah, they would have been he's the eighth seed this year if he was there the whole year. by, barely. They're better than the Grizzlies with him, Lonzo, and Ingram all healthy, for sure. Uh, the Grizz-
3: I mean, John Moran gets one more season under his belt, though. He's already better than Zion. I think he's going to be able to carry his team farther than Zion could.
1: I'm not saying he's not better. I'm saying the Pelicans are a better team. So, like yeah. they, they've definitely closed the gap since Zion started playing. I'd agree with it.
0: So, Quinn, you uh, messaged us in the group chat about some NBA news.
2: Uh, yes, they, they're they projecting uh, Game 7 NBA Finals, you know, if it comes to a Game 7, uh, to be scheduled for October.
1: <clears throat> so, the Lakers' final. So, it'll be 81. scheduled
2: for October 12th. And, uh, you know, it's, that's a long way off. It's much farther than we're used to. When, is, when does the NBA season begin? Started, yeah, the new season's Yeah, like just yeah, before Halloween, right? So, I mean, we're looking at ending the previous crazy. season a few weeks before the next season's supposed to yeah, start. Yeah, I saw
4: something that said they were uh, going to change the start to Christmas next year and might potentially keep it like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah just
1: have one, like, ha- two half seasons and then start. So, having half. that
2: October 12th, you know, it's like that's the last day basketball will be played this season. It, it really, like... It gives them a time frame to decide what they're going to do if they're going to do this uh, sixteen seed playoff bracket without conferences. Just yeah. seed everybody. Uh, personally, I'd Dude, I'd love to see that in the NBA for this season the and in the future. Greatest thing ever. I just, in I, I mean, it like with LeBron, like with LeBron going in the Eastern what? Conference every year. Uh, it'd be, I think it'd be more fun to see him have to play a West team instead of these weak East teams that he faces.
1: Well, if it was the Clippers, Lakers in the yeah. finals oh, this year, it would that's be the most watch finals ever, guaranteed.
2: I mean, that's that's exactly what everybody wanted I mean, pretty much from the beginning, but, of course, it wasn't possible. Yeah, Lakers insane. I safe. feel like
3: you're just changing too much, though, of the league.
1: Yeah. I, I feel it'll... like
3: this coronavirus was created to ruin LeBron's chances of passing Kareem. Jesus Christ.
2: It's, it's hard, hard to pass. argue that. No, it isn't hard to argue that. <laughs>
1: I mean, with the season, season, resu- season resumes, uh, the Lakers are one of the titles. So I
3: don't
4: know
1: about that, man. Oh hey,
3: all day. Oh, all day. Quinn's cranking, Quinn's cranking it right now. <laughs> Celtics in seven, buddy. Tatum, Tatum scored 40 oh,
2: dude, against him, and they game. still lost.
1: His step backs, sidestep.
2: Oh, while we're, while it's we're it's talking, talking about Jason Tatum and the 100%. Celtics,
1: I know what I'm saying. He played out of his mind against the Lakers, and they still so, lost.
2: So, if we got to um, – we're yeah. talking about this with Jason Tatum and the Celtics. Uh, Jake, why don't you tell Lucas who you think is better between Devin Booker and Jason Tatum? I
4: think Jay, or, uh, Devin Booker is better.
2: Lucas, have at him, buddy. Have why why Adam. are we
4: going back to Connor our fair
2: share. Oh, why. Just tell me right now, why? <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> Lucas – because Lucas <Luke>, uh, <laughs> – Because Lucas is the biggest Boston fan besides me, and I know Lucas watches basketball more than I do, so he can.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, all bias aside,
2: Tatum's better. Yeah, I I suffered from bias, so I mean, I can definitely see Devin Booker. I just
4: feel I just like Devin Booker, and I think he's a phenomenal player. He
2: thinks, yeah,
3: his his scoring ability is. Yeah, that's that's what
2: Jake's biggest thing Was if you need a bucket, he'd cheat. He'd take Devin Booker.
3: Oh, see, if I need a basket, I'm taking Jason Tatum. If I need someone to score 70 and lose, I'm taking right. Devin Booker.
4: That's your, that's your choice. Okay. Okay, <laughs> he, move on.
3: To be, to be fair, he scored 70 against the Celtics, and he lost. So, I, mean, <laughs> I yeah. love Devin Booker, too, because I'm a Kentucky fan. But
2: Me and, Jake, me and Connor uh, ripped on Jake for this one two episodes in a row. Yeah,
4: I thought we were dog with this, but here he we come back to it.
2: Jake said, yeah, "Jake said Devin want, Booker is the best player under 25, right? Or with the best potential future? That well, was man. that what it was?
1: No, yeah, he said he was the best. He said he was the best player under 25. Devin Booker's
3: going to be kind of like Mellow, I bet. Where yeah, he man. just he's always good so good at scoring. Yeah, yeah, but he's never going to win anything because he, he's having especially 30 games.
4: In with. Yeah, we know Quinn. Yeah. We already talked about this <laughs> twice. Let's go. What's
2: next?" That's always a fun one. It's always a fun one. I was going to say, Devin Booker's a phenomenal player. Yeah,
4: so is Jason Tatum.
2: I just, I can't give him the edge. That's all. I I only brought it up because I know Lucas watches more basketball than I do, so he can see both sides better.
1: Luca was my pick, I think. I think I had had to pick Luca Luca for the best player under 25, and then Tatum was second. I think Luca's
3: great. He's just... I think he needs one more year just to solidify himself. Yeah. Because you know, players are pretty good at giving these one-year wonder things, and then they—I don't know. It's kind of like you see how much Trey—he
1: played well yeah, his rookie you see how much here too. Trey
3: Young improved? I mean, no. I honestly I didn't expect Trey Young to be good because he's so little and weak. But <laughs> like he's he, he's scoring like
1: thirty points a game.
2: Pulling up from the logo. I,
1: I, I don't know. I I feel like if Luca keeps yeah. it up. On an awful team. On an awful team, too. So, I mean, that's like the same. Yeah,
3: but Luca will definitely be top five in the league in about two or three years, I think. If he keeps up what he's two doing. Two or three
1: years. Huh? Yeah, he's, he's a present-day present Larry legend.
3: Oh, man. That'd be a good topic. Pa- players who would be way better if they weren't injured. I think that's a good one. Larry Bird. Grant Hill. We'd be talking.
1: Grant Hill was supposed to be the best player he was ever in the league ever.
3: Get a nasty spin. Move. Going baseline, dunking over people. Great ball handling.
4: Derek Rose.
3: Players like that, they're that athletic, scare me. Because I was like, there's no way you could keep this up. I'm still scared for Russell Westbrook. I don't know what's going to happen to him. But
1: I was repping Derrick Rose at Jersey that. in
3: 2010. I do you're wearing the D Rose jersey, pulled up from half court against in the Boys and Girls Club.
4: Yeah, D Rose was my favorite player though, <laughs> before he got injured. No, that was
1: yeah. KD. That was KD. Then he before wears... he left OKC, I was wearing his shoes every year. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> Any other uh, quick topics I in, or
0: topics? Think of off the top of my head.
4: Any... what you got Quinn.
0: Anything you guys Let's want to talk about? See what sports news is going on. We got five minutes. Pick something, Quinn.
2: Latest sports news. Let's see what we got That's here. Let's see if there's anything important. Um, uh, there's really not much going on.
3: Oh, I got something.
2: What's that? this
3: this is related this is gonna be related to sports. What do you think the uh the protests in sports will consist of once they come back, depending on the league the protests The what in sports because i mean this has become such like a a wide a nationwide issue oh, What do you man. think the sports teams will do
1: because everyone's always protesting in sports oh'll probably be some people taking these they'll wear different warm ups. Stuff like that. Yeah, I could definitely
2: see a couple players coming out with, but he's on saying I can't breathe. Yeah, I think I think they'll
4: take it seriously, as they should. I hope it doesn't like completely take over sports because I like to see sports play how it should be without this hanging over their head. But yeah, without well, well, they should definitely bring yeah. attention to it. I think. I mean. A lot of them already are. Yeah, they have that. platform. I mean, I hope they do it. how they should and
1: yeah,
4: don't take it lightly. But don't don't like completely overwhelm us with Don't compromise you know. the game. Yeah, find that medium balance. That's a
2: good point. Great.
0: All I got. Oh.
3: Uh, All anyway,
0: right, I think that's about it. Good pod.
1: That, yeah. I I want uh, ending comment. Go for it. <laughs> the, for the bust, I want to. Uh, if Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon's <laughs> off the <laughs> weed. <laughs> he's he's
2: he's
1: he's probably one of the top. He's probably yeah. Right five, now, since he was top five. He's Cleveland man. Came into the league.
2: Josh Gordon is filthy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that second year he had like 1,500 yards if he doesn't get yeah, I mean, in trouble. I, what yeah, what really Celtics makes me mad about so the whole much.
2: Josh Gordon thing is this man's career has been tarnished because of a rule that was overturned anyway. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh, I just – I hate to see – I really hope hey, he just – in Seattle, him and Russell Wilson can really light it up. I I was so upset that he didn't really blow it up with uh, Tom Brady in New England yeah that was definitely a big part yeah. of it uh with his recent suspensions you know getting caught a fourth time and a fifth yeah. time and it's like just for yeah, six we'll, months we'll
3: pay you millions of dollars not to smoke weed <laughs> and i'm gonna smoke weed anyway how hard of a if someone offered me a million dollars never to touch alcohol again i would be a millionaire
4: <laughs> yeah, There's... yeah. There's hey,
1: come on yeah <laughs> He had like alcohol. He had alcohol problems too. And I, violations.
2: I, I really love to hit.
1: Then Alden Smith is reinstated though for Dallas. Baby hasn't played in like four or five years. He's feeling good. Fresh. What was uh, like What was that age. one
2: stat that I saw? Told you guys about with Gordon. He had like the second most yards through however many seasons. I think it. I think it was. I, think yeah, it was I know. Three his second seasons. year, he had like fifteen hundred. He had the second most yards all time behind Randy Moss. Like, the, the guy was a freak, and, and he just he slipped under the radar and became nothing.
1: Well, Ald, Alden Smith had, like, 34 sacks his first two years, and then he started getting in trouble too. So now he's reinstated and fresh for Dallas. We'll see if he can get those double-digit sacks. <laughs> Him and Demarcus Lawrence coming off the edge.
3: <laughs> Dirty. And Randy Gregory should be getting reinstated too. I never hear about this stuff in the NBA. It's always the NFL players who are, like, (laughs) doing something with drugs (laughs) and hitting people. I don't know. I just find that funny.
1: Well, the NBA doesn't do off-season tests for, like, Mm -hmm. leading stuff. They just uh... do the random ones during the season.
0: Yeah, that's that's, that's about 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 it. That's all I (laughs) got. (laughs)
2: <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys in the next Sounds one. Good.
4: Awesome.